So moms, I'm wondering if you're anything like me and you kind of feel like you're hanging on by a thread today. Yeah, I've been, I've been actually feeling that way for several days and, uh, I want to share some things from my heart. Um, in case you don't know me, uh, I'm married to Daryl. We've been married for 30 years. We have eight kids ages 15 to 29. We have six grandkids. Uh, we've been homeschooling for over 24 years. But yeah, lately, I've the last several days, I've just been feeling like I've been hanging on by a thread. And so yesterday, uh, I took advantage of the fact that it was Sunday and uh, just spent some time slowing my heart down. And it was kind of like gears grinding because I was just feeling so driven. Just everything that's going on is just, you know, you look around and it's it, it's confusing. It's heartbreaking. It's grievous. It's um, it can be frightening. So I took some time and just slowed down yesterday. And then this morning as I was praying, I just was feeling like, God, what do you want to say to moms right now? What is the most encouraging thing? What is it that you have to say to moms? Because I can say all kinds of things, but it really matters. What do you want them to say? If there's something you want them to hear today, would you just lay it on my heart? And you know what? He laid some things on my heart. So I'm excited to be here today to share these with you. And it's just going to take a few minutes. I know you're busy, so I'm going to get right into it. So um, the first thing that I wanted to convey to you um, is that I understand that everything feels out of our control. And yet what we have to remember is that everything that feels and is out of our control, God has the power to order. I think it's so easy to forget that, how powerful he is, how sovereign he is. Everything, all those feelings we have, all those things that we feel are so out of our control. God has the power and the authority to order. So it's okay if we don't have the answers. It's okay if we don't know. We can say we don't know. It's okay. Um, And instead of dwelling on what we don't know, because that can feel very uh, frightening. It can make us feel anxious and fearful. And we, we don't want to live our life out of fear. That's not what God's called us to. So we know there's all these things that we don't know. There's all these things we can't figure out, all these things we don't have the answers for. But what do we know? So instead of dwelling on what we don't know, Let's meditate on what we do know. And so I want to share with you a few things that as believers and as believing moms, we do know, okay? The first is, okay, so what do we know? We know, first of all, that God loves us with an everlasting love. Jeremiah 31.3 says this, long ago, long ago, you guys, before the beginning of time, God said this. I have loved you. I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love, with unfailing love. I have drawn you to myself. Remember, you remember when he drew you to himself, what that felt like? Do you remember that? 
His loving heart, it says that it's his love and his kindness that leads us to repentance. So long ago, he loved us. He's loved us for forever, since the beginning of, of time. He loves us with an everlasting love, with an unfailing love. He has drawn us to himself. That's the most important thing we can remember right now because his everlasting love is what makes all the difference in the world. When we feel loved and we know we are loved, we act like different people. When we know we're loved, we can trust. When we know we're loved, we're not walking in fear. The New Testament says perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. God isn't punishing us. He's purifying us, but he is not punishing us. So the first and most important thing we know is that God loves us with an everlasting love. Okay? Second thing, moms, we've got to remember this. He gently leads us. He is not harsh. The world is so harsh, so hateful. It just, it blows my mind sometimes how hateful the world is. And yet I think about the enemy. He's a harsh taskmaster. He creates bitterness and resentment and all, all those things are from him. But let's look at what we know about God. He gently leads us. And how do we know this as moms specifically that he gently leads us? Isaiah 40 verse 11 says this, he will lead his flock like a shepherd He will carry the lambs, holding them close to his heart, and gently lead those who are with young. What does this mean for us as moms? What does this mean for our kids? Okay, let's talk about that first. We're tired. We get tired. We become weary sometimes. And then we begin to think about all the ways we might be failing our kids. Can we just stop that right now? Remember that he loves you with an everlasting love. Remember that he gently leads you. He does not lead you with harshness. He leads you gently. So if you are feeling harsh things right now, harsh burdens, those are not from God. Okay, just remember that. The harshness that you feel is not God. That is the enemy, okay? Remember that he leads you gently. The other thing is we get tired sometimes, right? We get tired and we wonder if we're doing right by our kids. Here he says, he takes those little lambs and he holds them close to his heart. God knows we get worn out. He knows we become weary. We can, in our weariness, commit our children back to the Lord. We can ask him to hold them close to his heart. And that's exactly what he's going to do. That's exactly what he does. Picture that him holding your little lambs close to his heart when maybe you feel like you're not enough, okay? Because he is enough. That is the beauty of knowing the Lord as a mom is that he gently leads us. He holds our children close to his heart, okay? So remember, because he's not a harsh taskmaster, you can be gentle with yourself. I'm not saying that's an excuse for sin. I'm not saying that's an excuse to do the wrong thing and to not be responsible. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying 
understand that you have a gentle shepherd that leads you. So let him gently lead you because he will lead you to fulfill those responsibilities in the best way possible for that particular day. You don't have to figure it all out. You don't have to be on top of your game. You just need to be walking with the Lord. You just need to be connected to him. You just need to be letting him gently lead you like he so longs to do. Now, what I end up doing a lot of times is sort of like a two-year-old who's throwing a tantrum. I'm running around trying to figure everything out on my own, trying to conquer, trying to be on top of everything. Um, and, And I just wear myself out. And then I get to that worn out place and then I feel like a failure. You know what? This is just a cycle for me that God is continually working on breaking me of. So I'm 52 years old. I've uh, I'm almost finished raising my kids and God is still working on this in my heart and life. Our kids aren't expecting or wanting perfect parents. They just want us present. They just love us. They just want us there. They want us to engage. They just want us to walk with them gently, to love them, to give them a warm, uh, secure environment, um, you know, where we're just loving on them and walking with them through the day and teaching them as, as it, as it happens naturally, you guys, our kids are going to learn. They're going to learn. They're going to, um, they're going to grow. They're going to grow into healthy adults, but it's not because we've got the right curriculum. It's not because we've got them in just the right training program. It's because our hearts are connected with theirs and we're tying strings of fellowship with them. And this is why I'm always encouraging families to slow down because that's even as a mom of older kids, I'm having to do that. I can, I have opportunity to do so many different things now that I can get myself all wound up in all these different things I could be doing. So that, that piece of it, that temptation never goes away, even when the kids are grown. So it's so important for us to remember that it's very difficult. It's impossible to love well when we're in a hurry. So the other thing that I want us to remember So the first thing, that he loves us with an everlasting love. The second thing, he gently leads us. He's not a harsh taskmaster. The third thing, we got to remember his mercies are new every single morning. Lamentations 3, 23 and 24 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So here's my message to you. Don't borrow trouble. My friend Jana and I used to have a lot of conversations while our kids were growing up. We were friends and we didn't have the internet, so we'd call each other periodically and cheer each other on in our Um, in our mom roles and remind each other of the truth. When one was feeling down, the other one would pick them up. And so um, one of the things we would always remind each other of is not to borrow trouble because we would think about tomorrow or next week, or we would think about, you know, oh, this five-year-old is driving me crazy. He won't get his chores done and he keeps wandering away and I keep getting distracted. And I, you know, we jump ahead to, he's going to be a failure in life. And um, is he ever going to learn? 
<laughs> all these crazy things that we begin to do. We borrow trouble is what we used to call it. And we would remind each other, Dorinda, don't borrow trouble. Jana, don't borrow trouble. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new for today. The mercies we have for today, the grace we have is for today. It's not for tomorrow or the next day or the next day. He doles it out as we need it, moment by moment throughout the day. But I guarantee you, if God puts you in a situation down the road that you feel like you couldn't handle today, you will be able to walk through it with his grace and his mercy for that day. So focus on today. Take the mercy and the grace that he has given you for the moment you're in and walk that out. Fourth thing we need to remember He has good for us. Sometimes in this world of harshness and hatred and so much, uh, so many difficult things going on, so much division, we're even seeing it in the churches right now, and it can be so discouraging, but we have to remember that God has good for us. What Satan means for evil, God intends for good. So whatever we are facing right now, he is faithful. He has good for us in all of it. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. There is a future and a hope for every child of God. There is a future and a hope for every believing mom. Stand on that, moms. Stand on it and don't don't let yourself be knocked off of that truth. Plant your feet firmly in the truth that He has good for us. He is a good, good God. Okay, so Let's review again. What do we know? That God loves us with an everlasting love. Number two, that he gently leads us. Number three, that his mercies are new every morning. Number four, that he has good for us. Number five, these things that I just listed, they are all reasons to praise him. He says he inhabits the praises of his people. The praise isn't because God needs our praise. He is not narcissistic. He doesn't need He doesn't need us to praise him. We praise him because we're declaring the truth about who he is. And when we declare the truth about who he is, it reminds us of who we are. It reminds us of that everlasting love that he has for us. It reminds us that he gently leads us. It reminds us that he has good for us. You guys, it reminds us that his mercies are new every morning. Habakkuk 3, 17 through 19. I don't know if you know the setting of this particular prophet, but he and his country were in a bad, bad way at this moment. And this is the tail end of him going back and forth with God about the things he was struggling with, lamenting and and, uh, going back and forth with God and God answering him. And here is where Habakkuk landed. And this is where we're landing today, right now, in this moment with everything going on around us, I want you to hear what he had to say. Now, remember, this was a culture that was 
that agriculture was a very, very important part of not just their culture, but of their survival. Okay. So you're looking at a major, major catastrophe Habakkuk is facing right now. Okay. Listen up. Habakkuk 3 verses 17 through 19. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and the cattle barns are empty, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Our victory is not based in our circumstances, but on the strength of the God who, who lives in us, and loves us with an everlasting love. So in this world that is constantly changing, he never changes. He is our hope. He is our rock. He is our high tower. He is our victory. Moms, he is enough. He's enough. When we start to feel unsettled, we need to ask ourselves, is he enough because the answer is a resounding yes. I want to read through Isaiah 40 verses 27 to 31. He says, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. It's clear from this passage that we are going to become weak and tired. We may fall in exhaustion, but there's always that but. Those who trust in him will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. It's okay if we don't have all the answers and if we can't change the world, right? One of my favorite quotes is, if you really want to change the world, go home and love your family. You are called to motherhood and it is a high calling. Never forget that. It is of the utmost importance. Charles Spurgeon said, those who think that a woman detained at home by her little family is doing nothing actually think the reverse of what is true. In other words, that is the opposite of what is true. He goes on to say, mothers, the godly training 
of your offspring is your first and most pressing duty. It can be easy to think because we can't be out there changing the world and it feels like we can't do a lot about what's happening around us. And I'm not saying that, you know, moms who are active or activists out there are are doing the wrong thing, but let me just remind you that your first and most pressing duty is at home with your children. Your kids need you, but you know what? You need your kids too. Being able to pour your time and energy into your kids is a blessing. It's a blessing. They are a worthy distraction from the craziness around us. This is one thing that I found over the, tr- over the years to be true with my kids. I, I would see things going on and I would ask the Lord about it. And he would say, just keep your hand to the plow, Dorinda, just keep your hand to the plow. And so I would take that energy, even that angst, and I would direct that towards pouring into our children what God was calling me to do. So when the matters of this world become too much to bear, it's because it's not our cross to bear. It's ill-fitting. It's an ill-fitting burden because it's not a cross for us to bear. We need to take that energy and direct it toward our home and family. Instead of letting it paralyze us and drain us of energy, let's take that energy and let's invest it. Let's let that drive us, lead us into pouring into our kids and into our families and into our homes. Our children do not keep us from ministry. They are our ministry. They are our mission field. We can, in good conscience, focus on them. The enemy wants to make us think something else, that it's not worthy and all that's going on, that it's just not that important. But I'm telling you, moms, that is a lie from the pit of hell. He knows if he can get you distracted from this duty and from this high calling, he can tear families apart and he can cause them to, at the very least, be fragmented, at the very least, to be less effective than God wants them to be for the kingdom. And at worst, he can destroy them. But let's not let him do that. We're wise to him, right? We know his tactics. He's a master of distraction. So let's, in good conscience, focus on our kids, make them our priority, make our families our priority, our husbands, our home, our children, and let any other ministries that God has for us flow from that. Okay, let's prioritize. Let's keep that family. Let's keep that vision for our family in front of us, that vision that God's given us for our family. Let's keep that in focus. Let's not let our eyes wander. And there is plenty of other things to look at. I know, I know that. But let's do this thing. Let's focus on our families and our home. Let's make them our priority and let other ministries flow out of that. God will bring other ministries to flow out of that, but let's not lose focus. 
lean into this calling moms, lean hard into it, lean harder than ever. If you look around and you see chaos, let it remind you that your job is more important than ever because you are raising the next generation. You are raising the next generation that is going to bring other people into the kingdom of God. Moms, never forget that. You It is so worth it for you to pour your energy into your home and your family because that is your God-given role. God has ordained you, just like he ordains a pastor of a church. He has ordained you to be the mother of your children. If you're married, to be the husband or the wife of your husband. You are the hub of the home and the enemy knows that you are running around with a target on your back and, and he is going after you. Don't let him do it. Don't give him the satisfaction. He doesn't deserve it. So let's remember that this role we have is God ordained. You are ordained for this role as a mother. God will equip you and he will pour out a blessing on your family as you are faithful to walk in obedience to him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these moms who are listening live, moms who are listening to the recorded version, God. I know it's not a mistake that they listened to this today, God. I know that these words were from you. God, this isn't me. This is you. All this goodness that you have for us through the scriptures and through these reminders, these are from you because you are a good God and you love us and you have a tender place in your heart for moms. You have a tender place in your heart for our children. God, you carry them close to your heart. Thank you that we don't have to be everything and do everything. But God, that we can trust you to to shepherd us as we shepherd our children and we can trust you to hold our children close to your heart. God, you've made them for such a time as this. Lord, you want us to raise this next generation equipped to follow hard after you and to bring the kingdom, the hope of the kingdom, the hope of the gospel to this desperate and dying world. God, we look around and we see a desperate and a dying world. Let it not frighten us. Let it put power behind what we're doing. Let it remind us, God, that we are raising children to serve you and to go out and to help bring salt and light and hope to this dying world. And God, we do that as well in our everyday, as we go to the grocery store, as we go to the library, as we bring our children alongside of us and we live life alongside of each other and we bear witness to the world, to who you are, that we reflect who you are as a family. God, I just pray for your anointing on every single family who's represented here today, God. I pray that you would pour out your spirit abundantly. God, that you would give us wisdom that only you can give us, that you would clarify our roles, that you would clarify our purpose. Father, sharpen that focus and that mission field, Lord, that we would pour our hearts and our energy into this mission that you have put in front of us, into our families, into our marriages, into our children. God, I pray, Father, that you would just pour out your presence and your peace among these families who are listening. I just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I just really want to remind you that I have a few more 
podcasts that are encouraging, just same thing along this line. If you were encouraged today, um, I have a few podcasts I want to mention. Uh, one is their hope for my kids in a world that seems to be falling apart. That is podcast number 55. And you can find my podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, and on my website, DorendaWilson.com. The name of my podcast is just Dorenda Wilson. So is there hope for my kids in a world that seems to be falling apart? Another one, is your private world habitable? This is uh, podcast 129. It's letting God order our private inner world. Um, Another one, an urgent message for Christian moms. This is podcast 130. More encouragement to focus on your role as a mom. Another podcast, are you being led or driven? It's number 132. I talk about exchanging the heavy burdens that we tend to carry for his yoke that is easy and his burden that is light. And then uh, lastly, I just want to remind you all that tomorrow, 4 p.m., this is uh, June 9th, I'm going to be doing a podcast with my husband, uh, our Facebook Live. We're going to be talking about ways that husbands can support their homeschooling wives. So grab your husband if you can and watch it live or watch the recorded version or listen to the podcast when it's over. Um, So I hope you'll join us there. I think it's going to be a huge encouragement. I really appreciate you guys being here. Thanks so much. Thanks.